Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of Reaching Horizons. Um, last week, we spoke about Kashmir and political prisoners with Claire Bidwell, who is a very well-known uh, human rights activist, and she has supported many uh, causes across the country, and she has built a huge platform for uh, Kashmir called Let Kashmir Decide to help the Kashmiri brothers and sisters out there to um, uh, raise uh, a voice for them because obviously we know the atrocities committed by the Indian government there. They um, have uh, closed uh, the borders to everyone and uh, there's not a voice for the Kashmiris out there. The democratic freedom has been taken away from them. But that was last week's show. And if you haven't wat uh, watched it, you can uh, check that out on my Facebook and YouTube. Today's uh, special episode is the last for this season, season one, and then we'll be back with season two with a bit of Islamic topics and that. So this episode, we're going to talk about disability in the Southeast Asian community, mental health and school. And we've got a very special guest uh, coming in. Uh, he's already here. He's just behind the scenes waiting for us. Um, but he will be talking about his journey through school, university and college and how uh, disability affected him during his school and uh, college and university life and then we will also talk about his mental health as well uh, as obviously we're going through the pandemic but uh, brother Qas uh, Khan he's right here and we'll welcome him now hey Hello, brother Kess. hi how are you doing I'm doing great how are you doing I'm good, bro. I'm good. This is live, by the way, now. <laughs> just to let you know. Yeah, but I just yeah. want to say thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk about this, uh, about the disability. That, no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I mean, I've not spoken about this topic before. And for me, I think it's a really uh, important topic to speak about because not mm. a lot of people speak about topics like this, especially in the Pakistani Indian community, um, whether that yeah. be um, a mosque, behind closed doors in homes, anything like that. I don't think it's speaking about enough. It's kind of a topic which is turned a blind eye to, you know, the the common phrase that, you know, the elderly will come up with is he'll grow out of it or something like I that. I agree. Grows up and stuff like that. So it's just something that, um, you know, is it's not really sp sp uh, speaking about. And for me, it's like a really huge opportunity to speak on to, to you about this topic, because I don't know enough about this topic either. And I'm hoping uh, by the end of this podcast, you know, I'll know enough about um, disability in the Asian community, your struggle. So if I see anyone in, you know, in the school setting, university, college setting, I know how to approach them and, you know, how to talk to them and, you know, provide them with that support. Exactly, yeah. So, so how was, um, so we'll start off with the pandemic first. How are you coping in the pandemic? We started in March. It's been more than a, it's been nearly yeah, a year now. It has so, been a one you... year. I mean, uh, throughout, it obviously it has been really difficult for everyone and especially people with disabilities. Um, but as, as you're aware, because we have to wear a face mask and from indoors and outdoors as well. Mm -hmm. But this could be a this quite a barrier and could be a challenges for deaf people because deaf people have to sit for lip reading yeah. oh, and yeah. have to put a face mask and this is huge 
and this would be this would be like a huge barrier for me and for others for deaf people as well because they have to cover it with the um for mm-hmm. the mouth uh, so it's quite difficult but then we have to ask them to uncover the mask and we can listen to lip read um so it's quite important but it has been really difficult during this pandemic for everyone especially those for people who has harder hard, uh, hard of hearing or deaf people so like obviously um with people who wear masks and stuff like that um in terms of deaf people um do you, would hearing aid help them or is hearing aid something that's not given to everyone who's uh got a weak hearing and uh, so well uh, what was the question sorry so like so obviously deaf people they have hearing aid right or yeah. is that given to people that have severe hearing loss no well it be- well, there's so many, there's like different types of people who, like, for example, for myself, uh, so I, I was born profoundly deaf and I wear a cochlear implant, as you can see, so that's a cochlear. Yeah. Uh, so this enabled me to hear better, I mean, hear clear. Uh, but without a cochlear implant, uh, I could not able to hear. But for those people who have a hard of hearing or who those people who wear hearing aids, but that could be quite difficult for them to see as lip reading or quite a bit difficult to listen um, during the pandemic. Um, but initially, they would get like enough support, but everything's online as well. So everything's virtual, um, not allowed to meet in person. Uh, so it's quite, um, it's quite difficult. So I'm, I'm assuming like you haven't really um, gone out that much as well because of this, like, the, as you said, this has been a barrier for you. So I'm assuming like it stopped you from going out, you know, maybe even shopping at the supermarket and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to because obviously we have to listen carefully what they are they like the sellers are they saying, or um, behind the tools are saying. So we, I mean, we have to be careful what they like speaking at. And sometimes I ask them to repeat. Oh, would you mind? If, could you just repeat this again? I could not hear you. Or I can tell them that. Uh, oh, I'm deaf. Uh, could you remove the mask? So would they remove the mask for me and to repeat again the question again? So when did you find out you had um, hearing loss? So, uh, so as far as you don't know, um, I was born profoundly deaf, and uh, uh, so I was completely deaf by then. Uh, my parents didn't know, and once, like in a couple of years, few years time, and they found out that I had a hearing loss, and they found out that I was completely deaf. Uh, so they, they, they decided to do uh, give me a cochlear implant, uh, so which enabled me to hear. So I had a surgery about. Uh, for uh, three and a half years old. Uh, so that's mean my uh, communication has been delayed. Uh, my knowledge has been delayed for this for the last first three years has been everything delayed. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and uh, so uh, my speech wasn't very clear at that time. So I had a cochlear implant when I was three and a half years old and uh, I was, so yeah, I was in primary school. I uh, had a lot of support, uh, like speech therapists, uh, deaf teachers, uh, to just help me out with the with this uh, with the education. And so yeah. So obviously, uh, like, yeah. So like, when you yes. were young, you found that out as well. And as you said, like that kind of delayed your knowledge and stuff like that. So when you went yeah. to like nursery and reception was like yeah. were there certain like staff there who you know particularly helped you because of your you know 
you found out that you like you had hearing loss late. Therefore, obviously, yeah. you weren't at the same stage as other kids. So, yeah, how yeah. did those teachers support you? Well, well, does that make that's made sense? Because, um, well, uh, for the first three years, because obviously I wasn't in a reception, but once I got to uh, a nursery, uh, there was like a services from the hospital. They provided to me uh, like a depth supporter, a teacher of depth. And so the teacher of depth are able to support my parents, giving them knowledge about the, the deafness, about the hearing loss, uh, what bar barriers could be. Uh, so they've been helping out from the nursery to uh, to college. Um, so it's, it, well, the teacher of depth have been trying to develop lots of information to school about the hearing loss and just trying to be like able to support me and my family. And um, there was a charity called the Air Foundation at that time and the, the foundation helped my parents a lot about because they're able to meet different families with who have the same experiences as us so they had they, they have like aware of what it's like to have a but um it has been quite a journey it's quite been a long journey so obviously i've read about you on your website and i um i heard your um uh, uh when you went to Radio Dawn in Nottingham with uh, Amarine and Pam, I heard that radio show as well. So obviously, not only like, obviously you st struggled with uh, hearing loss and stuff like that, but you also struggled from mental health as well during your secondary yeah. school. I, I yeah. on your thing. Yeah, so um, obviously, and, but you still like, you still like came out with good grades, which is like, <sighs> Really exactly. Amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, well, during the second school, I mean, the most uh, well, we had a lot of support, and uh, I had a speech therapist weekly, um, but I had a lot of like note takers and the support. But um, most of teachers in the second school, they think I'm not able. To, I was not able to go to uh, university, or I'm not able to go to college, or pass my exams because it's just because I have a disability. Uh, but my parents wouldn't deny this they my parents have been trying they tried to encourage me to pass my exams uh, especially english and maths and science because that's quite difficult for deaf people to pass the exams so my parents have been trying to encourage me that you can do it that uh, that you not don't listen to anyone you can try best try your hard so i did my exams and i passed my exams and that approved the teachers that i can do anything uh, so uh, but with that mind, I had uh, a support with the lessons as well. But I had tried my best to pass the, all my exams and I successfully passed through to college. So uh, it shows me that I can do anything, but with the encouragement from my parents as well. But without without any encouragement from teachers or my parents, and well, you're not able to do anything. But with that, like all the support and encouragement that you can show that you can do anything, like you have the motive that gives you a motivation and determine that you can do it but, so, um i uh, sorry yeah. in joining the secondary school i had a lot of uh, low confidence as well and it has been affecting well it's one is i was quite alone and not i'm not able to make friends during the house uh, during the secondary school because i was so shy and i was so um so shy i was used to be ashamed of my disability because i didn't approach to anyone uh, so i was really really quiet person and just focused on my education 
Uh, so I didn't make any friends. I had a lack of confidence. I had a lack of communication. Uh, so it's it has been a nightmare in a high secondary school. So in terms of like uh, your secondary school, how did you like you as a person, how did you develop? For example, we know like secondary school each year gets harder, especially after year nine with GCSEs and stuff like that. So from year seven, how did you find secondary school and like, what well, were your grades? How did you cope with the exams, the mock exams and that? Yeah, well, obviously, because you know, like from year seven to year 11, it's obviously it's completely different. And from year seven, obviously, I was quite young and didn't have the idea what it's like to be in a secondary school. But also at that time, I didn't have the idea what it's like, because at that time, I was trying to make friends. But um, I was trying to make friends, um, but people are just just questioning me, what is that? What is that? What is, uh, are you a deaf or something? <laughs> And I used to be embarrassed because I used to have a note taker in every lesson. Uh, but I used to be embarrassed uh, because I didn't want to show anyone I had the support, and I just yeah. want to make friends instead. But at that time, I just I joined it from year seven to year eleven. I just honestly, I just used to be embarrassed and shame of the, like all the support I received. But um, from the year um, like year nine, year ten, obviously, I knew that I want to have like a successful career as well. So I have to pass the exams to get this. So uh, I tried to, I tried my best. I tried hard, like tried to study hard. Get uh, on encouragement from my parents that I can do anything. So I, I passed the exams and this shows me that I can do anything. I mean, that's like really good to hear. And I'm sure like anyone that has disabilities that's listening, it, it, like you're just such an inspiration uh, for them. Yeah, I, I, like, yeah, I'm I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, because uh, I was the early, well, I am um, the only well, flew people who was the deaf people, but I was the only feel that I was like self isolated from everyone. So I'm just like alone inside, hiding in a cave, rather than being like stand out and just like, make friends. But I was just hiding in a cave because of just because of my uh, hearing loss. There's a way of cochlear implant, and I used to wish that I couldn't. Uh, I would used to wish that I don't have this disability, but I'm grateful for, to have this experience through this, but because it's made me made me a strong person that for I am now. So obviously, like in in school now nowadays, you have like SEN teachers, so like special educational needs teachers, and you have teachers there to support behavioural problems as well. Did was that something that you know, um, your school had in place back then? Uh, yes, yes, yes. They have this, um, well, they have this, all the support in the, in the secondary school, all the type of disabilities. But um, they have a lack of learning support in the secondary school and they help uh, all, the, all the kids with disabilities that have them. Uh, type of disability, but they they win it as all the support. Even now, but it's a lot of awareness, a lot of awareness around this secondary school because obviously the generations comes different now. So, like, obviously, like, even I think now as well, like, there's 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 still not enough stress and not enough help for people with disabilities and people who are struggling in mental health in schools. 
but I think it yeah, is getting yeah. better. I mean, slowly but surely. Yeah, but we got a long way to go. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, it's not the problem. The problem is, I think the problem is the society is not have the not have the knowledge about the disability. But for example, if the kids with a disability, they're trying to stand up, they're trying to show up. But the problem is with the society, they're not accepting, and they some of them quite are getting bullied because. Some of them because they're then bullied because of disability, but they're just being stared of because they're quite obviously. When I was in school, I felt that I was different from everyone else, and so that's why I think there will be a role model that it could tell them, like myself, to tell them that you can do anything. Like I mean, don't let your disability let you down. So, um, but don't let yourself make uh, self isolate from everyone else because you're different. But you're not different. I mean, everyone, everyone's a human being. But the society, right? What they, uh, what the, all the students in second school? I mean, they all have been crazy and being like all messing about. But it's quite. It's been. A, I mean, like from ten years ago, from when I was in secondary school, it's it's a lot different from now on because I think society have a lot of awareness because of that social media on Instagram and it hope like people with a disability becomes like a model and role models and I mean showing that people that can do anything so I think there is a lot different from now on so like we've obviously talked about your secondary school life and stuff like that and how like you evolved not only academically but as a person as well do you think that um, in secondary school, do you feel like, how did you struggle with like your mental health in secondary school? To be honest, well, it's, uh, I, I didn't think there was like, because I, I had that time, I didn't think there was like such thing as mental health. Because yeah. I, you know what I mean? And I was quite young at that time. But I, enjoying the break times during the lunch time and used to have and used to sit alone this used to sit alone to have my lunch and i didn't sit with anyone but it's just affecting me that i was so annoyed that why did i make friends why did i make friends and why the society is not accepting that uh, so i was a bit annoyed but because obviously all the classes i've been having the support and um, but it's uh, uh, it's been affecting and I used to think overthink too much but when I was in college I used to think overthink too much because there in college is the mental health been has been affecting me but in school it's just like overwhelming with all the support I've received uh, but I'm grateful for that but it's just that I don't I didn't have a great experience uh with a friendship in secondary school because I used to walk around outside alone and just looking at the fields and trying to waste the time on the mat and in, in the break time lunch time no i understand that um so like obviously you spoke about how in uh in our community mostly as well how like it's there's not enough knowledge in people to understand what disability is and did you face any like um particular discrimination when you're talking to like our own community like the pakistani community because of their lack of knowledge well, well, uh, I wouldn't say discrimination in the in the, in our community, but I would say a discrimination when we look for for look for jobs or when we apply for jobs, uh, or and I wouldn't say discrimination in our community. It's just not lack of awareness. 
in our community, uh, they just don't know about it. And they think that this would have been the issue. Why are you trying to make this issue bitter? I mean, the community mm. don't really care about it. But, I mean, we just have to raise awareness about it. But within that discrimination, I think that will be involved with jobs and careers and sometimes in education because sometimes teachers think that you can't able to do anything but I try to prove them that you can do okay so we've got a question here from tanji from london um, yeah. she is saying how helpful was support from your school and do you think there was room for improvement if so what do you think they could have helped you more on well i see it's uh thank you for that that's me that question but it has been the support was very, very helpful. I mean, from in secondary school, because well, the secondary school they've been trying to help you to improve for your future. I mean, they're not trying to because I had a hundred percent support from secondary school that helped me to improve my like my writing styles, my speech, my communication styles, uh, my mind knowledge styles. Um, but without the support, I mean. I can I cannot imagine without the support from there because this it makes a lot of difference from that the support in the second school. And but apart from that, from, from now, because I can see friends making friends isn't such a thing as an important thing in second school. I mean, passing your exam is the main thing and you don't want that because that's for your career. And that's why my parents has been trying to encourage me to pass uh, to uh, to focus and uh, study hard. But I mean, without the support, that that would make a lot huge difference. Um, so I think from now, I think uh, I think that I'm just grateful for the support. I wouldn't make any difference from that time. Okay, so in terms of like, I've got a particular question as well, and yeah. I kind of like ask this to like my friends as well. Like, if you got the opportunity, or if you were prime minister, say, what kind of like, what are three laws you'd bring into action, or what um, are three differences you'll make? <laughs> That's quite. Um, that's quite a question, yeah. Um, the first law I would say that they, because there are so many, so many supports and services out there, but it's not enough services for the funding, uh, for the disabilities, and because such thing that's like because I having uh, have a hearing loss, but some people out there who have visually impaired, or who has a Down syndrome, or has autism, but all different types of disability, but not out there. It has a lot of uh, different services not enough uh, services and uh, not not funding as well so i mean like like for example um who people with a vision impaired they have to pay for um like for the tra transport because it's not it's not their thoughts but that's who who are they is that's who they are and they cannot able to drive so i mean i mean the funding that's the first thing the issue was the funding to help with this all the supports and services um the second one i would say raise awareness i mean just like trying to make people with disabilities like stand up and like to do like a uh, public speaking and then in like in second school and college or in university. I mean that's main thing because you're trying to show people to change this like you can change the society. People just make change your mindset about the disability. I mean uh, that's the I'm the last thing. Um, I'm not sure about the last thing. <laughs> Okay, uh, but yeah, those are like really good uh, two things. Um, I think yeah. uh, 
that I think the government should adopt as well. Like they should raise more awareness and kind of like in like public places as well, like public libraries, they should promote more kind of like reading on like disabilities, mental health and stuff like that, especially when we're going through this pandemic. And like yeah. you have a lot of sponsored posts as well on social media that are completely irrelevant to like today's society. And I think yeah. those sponsored posts could be more related to mental health, yeah. um, people with disabilities, uh, educational support, academia, and stuff like that. So yeah, so like everyone watching, um, the same question to you guys is, you know, just leave your comment in the comments. Like, if you were prime minister for a day, what three changes would you make? And um, yeah, just let us know. It'd be fantastic to hear from you guys. So obviously, now moving on to mental health more. Um, like, obviously, mental health affected your academia as well. Um, um, so. Yes. How yeah. how did you cope with that, and how did you overcome that? Well, because uh, so obviously now we moved on about the, from the second school I went to uh, I passed my exams and I went to a uh, set form, um, but obviously at that time it has mental health has been hugely affecting me because I was literally embarrassed because because uh, I was sixteen at that time and instead of having no friends and I was trying to make friends from that at that some point, but. The mental health that has just been uh, hugely affecting me. That that I was thinking, overthinking too much about. Um, but because I, I used to be alone all the time, why did I have this experience? Why didn't I have the same childhood from us, from everyone else? So I was just a bit annoyed about it. So mm -hmm. um, and it's just like I've been waiting, waiting, waiting every single day, just trying to make friends, trying to make myself stand up. But fortunately, it didn't work out. So I just focused on my education and joined the college. Uh, but then, uh, obviously, I passed my uh, college exams and I went to a university. Um, so it's, well, obviously, college and university is a completely different experience because the university is like the best, best time of your life because everyone's like adults. Uh, so I managed to make the really, really good friends there in a university. They're involved with the course, uh, they're involved with the friends, and it's just an amazing time. But during the university, I mean, the mental health has been a bit to me that sometimes you have these challenges and barriers that every single day that sometimes you don't understand what people are saying and you're trying to think, what are they trying to say? And sometimes you get yourself embarrassed that you don't want to say that, oh, could you ask me, could you could you repeat that question or could you explain me that this further? But sometimes this has been affecting my mental health about the hearing loss. Um, why did I have this experience? Why did I go through this experience? And sometimes I find a bit annoyed. No, I think that's like, but like, I, I guess like, like your grades speak for themselves especially in college and um uh secondary school as well because you did walk away with good grades so it kind of shows that you did overcome like um your mental health and you got on top of it and i think that's a, a really great uh, achievement great achievement so obviously you know, from the step from secondary school to college it's quite it's a big step but not as big as the one from college to university so yeah. you know, by by the time obviously you went through secondary school and college, did you think that you would face the same sort of challenges that you faced in secondary school and college? Yeah, same challenges, honestly, because because uh, obviously it's not like it's exactly the same experience because I just still having I still have the support, but university is more like a much independent life, and you have this independent life.
Yes, uh, so in college, uh, you don't have that much of independence. You have a lot of support around you, and you're just aware. I mean, you're just surrounding around the people who just want to be friends with you. Or maybe I was just being uncomfortable to go through with the same people. So it's not a lot. It's, it's, it's quite the same challenges from school to college to me. In, in terms of your secondary school uh, time as well, did you like make did you, like do you think personally you made enough friends in secondary school and college as well obviously as oh, i said then did you did you think did you make like a lot of friends in uh secondary school or college or was was that another barrier that you faced because... no, no no that's 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 another barrier i faced uh that's another barrier face because there's no one i can stay in church from me from the second school but i was just being I, at that time i was just hiding in the cave uh hiding in the cave uh, not able to speak up uh, not just making a conversation with anyone but i've been I, from now i can see that i was just being so shy 100 percent shy uh, i was just lowest level at that some point in school and college but um but then it's uh it has been a, it's quite it's been a lot different experience from the university um so once i get to the university it's like can't can't stay through the same experience from secondary school because you've been struggled for a long time uh so i thought it was just like stand up i mean like stand up and make friends as you can and you can i mean it's just a disability trying to make you let you down and just worrying about what people think i used to think that I used to worry that what people would not think about me. Uh, so I mean, I mean, people don't really care what disability you have. I mean, the main thing is just accept yourself. That's the main thing. No, that's really um, kind of like motivational for here. Not only for me, I think for everyone who's listening in. So obviously, like you did walk away with good grades, and you did go to college. So what kind? What did you study at college? Did, uh, and so, also. Yes. Did like your personal struggle, like did it affect the decisions you made in what you want to study in college? Okay, so uh, so when I was in uh, school, uh, um, because I used to have struggles with the English and maths and science, and uh, it's quite difficult to learn because for the is for me it's quite difficult to write in a like, professional way. Uh, so when I went to college, I decided to choose because I have a career. I have an interest in design. Um, that's that's one of my main passion since I was a kid. Like design and art. So uh, in uh, in college, I thought I decided to choose. I studied to choose uh, photography, project design, and uh, creative media and IT as well. Uh, so I think there was uh, I think there are those three, three best choices I chose from a college that uh, because they all have this all have this creative like subjects and because I have like the vision right because for me for me because for my life I have part of all my vision and visual because you can see I mean like because you like designing then some inspiration so I thought I just like because I like product design and photography as well so these kind of things I like so in the end at university what did you decide to study uh, yes I decided to choose uh, furniture and product design and uh, so it has been a, a crazy experience uh, so uh, I studied for four years, but including that placement, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's uh, 
I have literally have no idea this can be quite so competitive in that university because there's quite a lot of uh, writing skills and and like you know like dissertation and you have to read a lot of books uh, as well but it has been uh, quite a long journey but you also you know I get, I get like a support from the university but it's more like a discreet support uh, so uh, I get all the support from the university to make sure that I fully understood about the lectures and the classrooms. Um, but when I was at university, I used the mini microphone, which I have here. Uh, so this basically, this is a microphone which I can hear, able to connect from the laptop, so I can hear clearly. Uh, but I used to be ashamed when I was in secondary school to wear a microphone, to be, I was quite embarrassed for everyone to see the microphone in secondary school and college. But when I, when I was at university, I mean, people don't really care about it. So I, I, I mean, I wanna make, I wanna hear what, what teachers are saying. So it has been quite helpful to use this microphone. Uh, yes, uh, product and furniture designer. So like, obviously we spoke about your journey and stuff like that. And you've been traveling a lot as well around Europe and stuff like that. So yeah. like, how have you found traveling as well? I mean, because um, uh, uh, when I was uh, when I was young age, I mean that um, when they, when my parents found out that I was completely dead, there's a charity called the Foundation, and they, they have been supporting me and family has for a long time. And uh, but when I was in college, I had this all up the experiences and and the, the charity the, the foundation heard about them and they decided to uh, decided to invite me to the conferences events uh, to talk about my journey. That the people with hearing loss can they can do anything. So um, one time they invited me to to a Switzerland uh, for the World Health Organization in Geneva. Uh, this has been a quite amazing journey because that that they've been trying to um, the the main issue that some of the, some of the countries out there they don't have the they have the lack of uh, hearing tests when the babies are born. Uh, so we've been trying to raise awareness that it's important to have the hearing tests as soon as possible since once the baby's born. Uh, so they have this. Um, uh, better development in the in in speech uh, and knowledge for the future as well. I uh, hope that makes sense. Uh, but then they invited me to do a radio show within Classic FM in London to tell about my story. Uh, so I've been I've been at this within within that career. Then I have this interest want to become like a public speaker and become a role model for those for the younger generation. Uh, so it has been a long it has been a crazy. <laughs> No, that's brilliant to hear. I mean, you've probably like traveled yeah. more than like any yeah, anyone I, else in like I, I your mean, position, I think. And I think like yeah, speaking I mean, at the World Health Organization conferences in Geneva is a big, big achievement. And I think like you've been a role model for yeah, so many yeah. people as well. So like what advice would you give to like people with disabilities who maybe are going through or struggling with self-esteem, confidence because of their disability in uh, secondary school, college, and university. Yeah, I mean, the main thing is that I would give that advice to I would advise to them that to, to accept yourself. I mean, without accepting yourself, that you can't do anything about it. But the first main priority is to accept that who you are. I mean, no matter what race, no matter what disability is, or no matter where you are. I mean. 
So you have to accept, I mean, accept who yourself, yourself, who you are. And once that point that you can do anything you like, I mean, you pass the barrier that you're accepting yourself. Because when I was in secondary school, I didn't accept myself because I was so shy. And so if I once I accept myself, I beat this, I pass this barrier, I beat this challenge that I can do it. Um, so once I threw the barrier, then you can go on like or like to face all the challenges you don't through. But accepting yourself is the main thing. No, I think that's you know perfect, beautiful advice to like wrap this up. But I think like in terms of um, as you said, I think everything re uh, evolves around revolves around knowledge and um yeah. with stuff like mental health disability and stuff like that i think a lot of people need to pick up a book and start reading especially in this pandemic as well because we have nothing yeah. better to do than apart from you know sit indoors and you know just stare at four walls and that can be mentally straining as well so i think exactly you know, yeah. we, should, we should read uh, a lot more on uh, disability and what disability is and how it affects people it can affect them mentally, physically, emotionally. It doesn't just have to be, you know, a person is deaf so he can't hear. No, that that will have a mental and emotional effect on that person and the people around him as well, or the people around her. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people fail to understand is that when someone has a disability, it's not just affecting that person, it's affecting the people around them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think you as well, like talking from personal experience, it's it's clear. Like we can see that um, if it wasn't for your parents encouraging you at a secondary school and stuff like that, you wouldn't have gone to university. You wouldn't have tackled uh, the degree that you wanted, and you wouldn't have done all of the amazing things that you have. And I think a huge amount of credit goes to those parents that support their children who have um, disabilities and mental health issues. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because that's as far as I can remember. That's uh, I had a lack of communication. I had a lack of speech, and every time I start to approach someone, and then someone could not able to understand what I was saying because my speech wasn't clear. Uh, so it, it was just like I think it's just just our society trying to make it difficult for people with disability. But I mean, if you obviously trying to accept yourself and trying to approach with the society but obviously nowadays it has been a huge difference for the younger generation but from back there it has been quite challenging yeah i think like um it just comes down to knowledge and you just need to you know uh, read more up i mean me personally as well uh it, my own advice goes to me first is that i really do need to pick up a book and learn about disability and how it can affect people and especially in our community as well because it's not spoken about much as well as we start, said in the beginning so yeah it's been yeah. A, a fantastic conversation that um, we've uh, had and hopefully that uh, hopefully like in a few weeks maybe or even uh, in the next series I can maybe interview you again and we can talk about yeah. how um, uh, your uh, disability is um, affecting you in this pandemic and what your plans are for the future and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the main issues that we need to talk about there, I mean, because like, I think we didn't cover about the Southeast Asian community because there's not enough awareness about that disability. And sometimes that you 
sometimes you want to talk about this uh, this about this condition, but sometimes you you're trying to make the, the community like embarrassment about it and trying to make a bigger issue. But it wasn't that an issue, just trying to raise awareness about it, and that would help for the, the people with disability have the better experience and rather than have like without telling them. No, I think you know that's like beautifully wrapped up and. Um, yeah, so it's been fantastic talking to you about, you know, disability in the South East Asian community and mental yeah. health as well and your struggles through school. And I hope anyone out there who has difficulty with um, self-esteem and confidence that after listening to you, they'll be able to, you know, accept that um, they're just, just like everyone else and they can do what everyone else is doing no matter whether, that, whether that is academia or a career. So, yeah. yeah. You've got a website as well, I believe. Connect with guests I, if anyone wants yes. to reach out to you. Yeah, I mean, joined the pandemic because it has been really difficult to find a graduate job. So I thought I had launched my own website, which is Connect with Guests, uh, to share my experience about the condition and uh, to show people that people with disability can do anything. Uh, so it has been uh, quite a long journey. Uh, but check out my website, Connect with Guests. No, thank you very much, guests, for coming onto the show. Yeah and nice. it's been a pleasure hosting you okay. great thank you see you bus. thank you see ya that was uh guest khan uh, absolutely amazing conversation with him about disability in the southeast asian community and mental health as well and we're hoping you know to hear from him in the future as well he's done so well talking at the world health organization uh, conferences is geneva classic fm uh he's taken up public speaking as well he's a disability rights ad advocate and i think that is so amazing and people out there who are looking for inspiration who are who have a disability they can you know just look up to guests get in contact with him on connectwithguest.com and you know reach out to him and ask him for advice he's absolutely brilliant for advice that is the end of today's episode and we'll be back with season two season two will include a lot of a lot of um very very interesting topics in uh, mostly islamic topics including uh marriage uh cultural clashes in marriage um whether love marriage or arranged marriage is beneficial in the society we live in we'll be talking about the arrival of imam mahdi the uh, Dajjal, the Antichrist, the Christian and the Muslim uh, aspect of it. We will also be talking about uh, other major signs of the Day of Judgment. And till next time, it's uh, goodbye from, from me. Take care of yourselves and stay safe. Thank you. Bye-bye.